Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you are here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome back, ladies. We are here with another Tuesday for you, another episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast. Have you ever heard or used the term sour grapes? According to the Cambridge Dictionary, if you describe someone's behavior or opinion as sour grapes, you mean that the person is angry because they have not got or achieved something that they wanted. For example, I don't think it's such a great job, and that's not just sour grapes because I didn't get it. You might be surprised, though, to learn that the expression is over 2,500 years old and was coined by a very famous Greek fabulist. If you guessed Aesop, you are correct. Most everyone has heard of Aesop's fables, but the one where sour grapes are involved was a new one for me. The fable goes like this. Driven by hunger, a fox tried to reach some grapes hanging high on the vine, but was unable to. Although he leaped with all his strength, as he went away, the fox remarked, Oh, you aren't even ripe yet. I don't need any sour grapes. This short little fable is old as the hills, but as with all good lessons, its relevance never goes out of date. How many times have you felt like you've worked your tail off only to have someone else receive the recognition or the praise? Have you ever felt that someone else has gotten more than they deserve and you instead were shortchanged? How often have you stayed late at work or come in early only to have your boss now request that you put in some extra overtime on the weekend? Ever miss out on purchasing your new dream home because someone else put in an offer just a few hours sooner? Ever been rejected from a college or university because your grades were just a percentage or two away from the target? Have you ever been dumped by someone you thought was dreamy, only to find out they had their eyes on someone else the whole time? Ever cook a beautiful dinner only to find out your spouse picked up pizza with the kids on their way home? The examples are infinite, but the feeling always stings in the same way. It's not easy when things don't go your way, when plans fall through, or someone else benefits where it should have been you. The expression, it's a tough pill to swallow, fits well in these instances. There are, however, 
two options in these types of situations. Choose to swallow the pill that will make you bitter, or perhaps instead choose to swallow the pill that will make you better. Having others come out ahead or having things not go as planned is a reality in life. It happens to every one of us. We don't get a say in that, but we do get a say in how we handle and react in any type of situation. We can decide to get better and not bitter. Have you ever found that there are certain people in life who, when you are around them, raise you up, make you feel energized and lifted? When you leave their presence, you actually feel better than when you arrived. And don't you just love being around those types of people? They make you feel like the burdens you have are lifted as they help to give you a positive outlook on life. They motivate you to become a better version of yourself, and they also help you strive to be happy in any situation. This is what a pill that's better can deliver for you. On the contrary, there are people you know who suck the life out of you when you are around them. They leave you feeling gutted, drained, and heavy, as they have likely tried to dump all of their burdens onto you, all while robbing any happiness you have from your heart. I'm sure you can picture in your mind right now someone that is like that. They are constantly negative, complaining, resentful, jealous, telling you about how everything is going wrong for them all of the time. And this makes them downright depressing to be around, right? This, my friend, is what pills of bitterness do to people over time. Now, if I were the pharmacist, what pill are you going to ask me for? The one that makes you bitter or the one that makes you better? I thought so. So let me explain now how you can toss away bitterness and replace it with betterness. We can make that a word for the sake of this episode, right? Ephesians chapter 4 verses 31 to 32 say, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. As God in Christ forgave you. That's an important point to remember. How about this? Next time plans don't pan out, a situation doesn't go your way, or someone else benefits from what could have been yours, maybe consider Jesus and how he is the perfect example of someone who chose better over bitter. Ultimately, Christ was dealt the worst possible bad hand in regards to how he would spend his last few days and hours alive on earth. What he was about to face is likely not the plan he would have chosen for himself, not the ending he was looking forward to. He could have chosen to be bitter with God, his Father, for allowing this plan to unfold. Jesus knew that Judas Iscariot, who just so happened to be one of his disciples and therefore best buddies, would betray him. 
Judas ended up disclosing Jesus' whereabouts to those who crucified him for 30 pieces of silver. When Judas brought men to Jesus to arrest him, he identified Jesus with a kiss. And Jesus all along knew this would happen. It was part of the plan. It was part of God's plan. He had every opportunity to choose bitter, but he didn't. He was willing to let the plan unfold as he knew God would use what was meant for harm and use it for good. Another one of Jesus' disciples, Peter, chose to deny even knowing Jesus to those who were hunting for him because he was worried for his own personal safety. Jesus, again, he knew this would happen. In fact, he said at the Last Supper to his friends that he knew that one of them would deny him and disown him before the rooster crowed three times the following day. He had every opportunity to choose bitter, but he didn't because he knew God would take what was meant for harm and choose it for good. Jesus already knew that he would die a terribly slow, painful death the following day. He knew he would be mocked, jeered, spit on, kicked, made to carry an incredibly heavy wooden cross, beaten, whipped, humiliated, that he would suffer excruciating pain, and feel the emotions of someone who felt hopeless and helpless as he had to endure true human suffering, all while his mother and a small group of others who loved him witnessed all of this before he cried out and took one last breath. He had every opportunity and right to choose bitter. He had every right to be angry with God. He had every right to pull the pin at the last minute and tell God he couldn't go through with it. He could have told God he was too good to die this way and decide not to die that day at all, not to let the plan unfold. But he didn't. He let everything God had planned unfold just as it was meant to be. Why? Why did he do that? Because, my sister, he chose better for you. He knew about all the terrible, unspeakable truths that would come to be. And yet he chose to bear all of those because he knew he could make things better for you. His ultimate sacrifice was all part of God's plan so that you can be forgiven for sin and be promised eternal and everlasting life if you are willing to accept that gift. Had Jesus decided to be bitter and not better? Wow, what a different boat we would all be in right now. He chose the nails for you back then. So please tell me, girl, that you can choose better for yourself today. God has a plan. And even when your days seem dark, hopeless or depressing, God has a light at the end of the tunnel. However, if you choose bitterness to fill your heart, then you choose to dim that light. 
Light can't shine where bitterness resides. Bitterness is an emotion that the enemy wants us to feel, wants us to feel that dark, heavy feeling in our hearts. When you choose better, you are choosing hope in darkness, choosing faith in uncertainty, and choosing peace in the storms of your life. You might be smooth sailing right now. Maybe all is well and things are going just fine. Or maybe you might be in a crashing sea with your life jacket on, wondering if a lifeboat will ever come. But regardless of where you are at, you always have the promise of the light of a new day after a dark and stormy night. When you remember that no matter what you face, like Jesus going through those last terrible days, God can take what is meant for harm and use it for good. Having the right mindset and attitude can literally change your life. In your own life, you can choose to use the situations that God leads you to to make things better as well. You might think that that opportunity that just got away from you is going to demote you in some way. But stay in faith and God will provide a new opportunity that will promote you to something that is a better fit for you. You might feel that the relationship that just ended is going to be the last time you're ever going to be able to feel love in your heart. Nope, there's more of that to come. Just stay in faith. You might have experienced the devastating loss of a loved one, and you can't seem to see or feel the light anymore. But let the bitterness begin to escape from your heart, and that light will eventually begin to shine brighter again. You can choose to be bitter about a door closing, or you can choose to celebrate having doors close, as it means that other doors are about to open. I've actually learned to get excited when doors close in my life, because I put so much faith into where the Lord is leading me that I know that if He chooses to close one of my doors, it's because it really wasn't my door. It was meant for somebody else. And I can be happy for somebody else for getting a chance to open that door. But I also can be happy for the fact that he's about to open a different door for me. And dang, if that isn't worth getting truly excited about, you want to live your best life, then start to trust in the plan. Not your plan but his. Choose to be happy when something doesn't go as planned because he's going to use what was meant for harm and turn it to good. Then start to trust in that plan. Choose faith in whatever circumstance you were given. Choose to seek the good in whatever hand you were dealt. Choose to discover hope in any situation you are in, and you'll begin to make the world a better place. It's what turns someone's grief from loss into cause or charity that can benefit countless other families. It's what causes those once plagued by addiction to counsel those in need of help. It's what turns a couple's bankruptcy, for example, or financial uncertainty into 
a refocus on the simple blessings that ultimately will bring them closer. It's what propels those who have experienced a crime of injustice to push for new and stronger laws. It's what allows us to celebrate someone else's success without a jealous heart. Don't have a sour grapes attitude. Choose to get better and not bitter. Can I pray with you? Jesus, thank you for being there for us today and always. Lord, we come to you today so grateful for this day ahead that you have provided us with and help us to use it intentionally and focus on the instances where you have used what was meant for harm and turned it to good. It's so easy for us to become bitter when we see someone else doing more than we are, with more than we have, and living a life we wish that could be ours. Help us, Lord, to see that we are in, in this moment, we're in exactly the place we need to be. And that when a door closes in our lives, we can eagerly anticipate that you are going to offer us something even better. Please help us to turn any bitterness in our hearts over to you and help us to find opportunities to turn those feelings into action that can help us become better and allow us to help others at the same time. Help us to live as your son Jesus did, knowing that at times the plan you provide us doesn't always seem fair or desirable. And please give us the wisdom to know that if we always stay in faith, you will always find a way to turn what was meant for harm to good. We ask for your protection today, Lord, protection from bitterness in our hearts, protection from resentment that can fill us, and protection from all in the world that can harm ourselves and our families and those we care so deeply for. Please help us to go through today with exactly what we need for this day of life. Provide the resources we require and the ability to become better through the experiences we live. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me here. This week, I want you to take anything that crosses your path as an opportunity to be the best version of you. Smile, laugh, sing, dance, give praise and thanks to God who provided this day of life for you to live fully. I wish you all of God's blessings today, and I look forward to meeting you here again next Tuesday. From my heart to yours, bye for now. <laughs>